Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. Uh, lads, episode three, how are we feeling about it so far? Good, no complaints. Looking forward to another row with Walshy. They are I'm just here for the beer. <laughs> okay, well, my name is Kinger. Uh, I'm joined by Mark, Nally, and Walshy. Hello. Hello. Well, uh, and this week we are on stouts. Now, I have to admit something to you, lads. I am apprehensive about this and the reason is i'm gonna find it hard not to compare everything i taste to guinness like a world-renowned name in stouts is guinness that we're all going to have enjoyed like you know a lot of yeah and i think that's the same for a lot of people like even myself guinness would be one of the the more common beers i drink um i think it like it's not only world-renowned it's the stout of the world it's the number one seller biggest out in the world so everything will be compared to it so i don't think you're on your own there i can say for myself and you said king that um most of us would have drank it i would easily say it's been 10 plus years since i had a guinness and i've had one pint of guinness in my life now that i've grown up and i've probably a better palate for drink uh, i'll definitely when i get a chance i'll definitely try a pint again but uh, it wasn't my thing back in the day. That's blown my mind. <laughs> I'm enjoying how while she saved that piece of information for just at the start of the podcast, we had no prior knowledge of that one. <laughs> Jesus. It's, incre- it's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. Right. Um, Nally, you're the guy we go to for all the information about uh, our styles of beer. So uh, what have you got for us about stouts? Yeah, so stouts are um, kind of linked with porters. Uh, they're, they're one and the same to a lot of people. There's still a debate whether they should be in their own style category or if they should be lumped in with porters uh, or vice versa, whichever. But um, yeah, back in the mid 1800s, uh, porters were kind of invented or you know first kind of show up in, in any kind of records that we've we can go back and look at. Uh, when they showed up, it, it was mainly they were made with a lot of brown brown malt, which gave them that darker color. Yeah, so during the killing process, what happens is they roast the grain and they get darker the longer they're left in. You can get different flavors depending on the length of the roast of the of the barley. Um, so with what happened was with porters, they eventually they start coming out with these stronger and stronger porters, and they were starting to call them stout porters. The higher ABV porters were called stout porters, and after a while, they just dropped the porter side of it, and it just kept became known as stouts. That's what everyone knows them. You know, some people love today, um, and now now we have plenty of different styles of stout. Would it be fair to say then, Nally, that for anyone looking at a, a range of craft stouts or porters maybe, and if you weren't sure what it was, you could say that stuff at the higher ABV range would be stouts and the kind of lower would be porters? So that's kind of what it originated from. However, now it doesn't apply as much. Um, there's some porters you can get that are higher than certain stouts and there's stouts that you can get that are you know, lower ABV and things like that. I think it was more the original kind of separation of the two styles came from that um, nowadays there's plenty of different styles of stout you know there's milk stout um, oatmeal stout Russian imperial stouts the, the, the good thing about stouts though as well is you tend to have a lot of um, you can get a lot of adjuncts in stouts so adjuncts are additional things that are added to beer to give it different flavours so you can get like marshmallow stouts or chocolate stouts and you know you, you get stouts brewed with coffee or cacao nibs and different things to give it different flavors um, and they tend to do better in stouts uh, stouts are kind of more malt heavy and they're not hopped as highly as ipas and, and things like that so they hold the flavor of the adjunct that bit better so they do 
Cool. Walshy, one point of Guinness ever? I, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, let you see now, this is going back to when I drank, like, Bulmers, and I don't even drink cider anymore. Bulmers, and it was only, like, Coors Light, whereas now I'm trying pretty much every drink under the sun. So, and I've, especially over the Christmas, have tried a lot more stouts. So there's probably no harm to go back and give it a lash. I won't be saying too much about ciders and not drinking them while she could have King or Auntie again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting Walshy to start breaking out in God Save the Queen now with his uh, <laughs> hatred of Guinness. We're not very patriotic for a man who lives in a town with one of the biggest army barracks. You know, those lads might hear this and come down and pay and visit Walshy. Oh, nobody said anything about <laughs> hatred for Guinness. For any uh, Words. Fo- American, especially, not everybody from Ireland drinks Guinness. Uh, I, t- I think I think you'll find that's mostly untrue with Air Walshy. A strong portion of people drink Guinness, but not everybody. <laughs> uh, on that note, then I should say, uh, if you want to, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on uh, YouTube and Facebook under the under Crafty Crew Podcast. You can also find us on uh, on Tapped as well with Crafty underscore Crew underscore Podcast. So let us know what you think about Guinness and. Uh, what part of the world you're from actually and if you enjoy guinness because i'm sure it's not just an irish thing because it can't just be because it's so beautiful right yeah so just on that i mean i think it's something like 40 percent of the the guinness market is in nigeria so you know we might get a couple of listeners from there big oh. guinness drinkers might be fans i did Never not know. know that it's 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 one of those things as well that you always that the old myth of guinness doesn't travel well like when you go on holidays to spain or wherever that like you might get a guinness and it might not be as good as, as home. Like, is there, a, is there a truth to that, do you reckon? Well, I think what you'll find is that Guinness is one of those beers when you buy it in a bar, it's severely dependent on the setup of lines and taps in that bar. So in Ireland, uh, everyone will have known St. James's Gate Brewery in Dublin. So it's the largest stout brewery in the world, formerly the largest brewery in the world. But they will actually send a rep to your pub to ensure that your lines are set up to deliver Guinness properly. So I guess that service isn't available around the world. So bars will set up their lines like any other drink. So for whatever your Heineken or your Budweiser, um, and that doesn't work for Guinness. So, you know, maybe that's why here we know how to set it up in a bar. That's why it's better. Yeah, and, and some of that comes down to the gas that's used for the the actual pouring of the pint to carbonate it and stuff. So with Guinness, it, it's poured on nitrogen as opposed to just CO2. So that nitrogen kind of gives it... Um, a different, more creamy kind of head and more creamy mouthfeel than, you know, just running CO2 through it. So a lot of people who are, um, are generating or making craft beers now, making craft stouts, um, if you get them in their tap rooms, they tend to run a lot of them on nitro, so they do, as opposed to just CO2. I mean, the only the only fact that I've uh, managed to find and that I'm actually quite interested in is that stouts in general are full of antioxidants. And they're also full of um, iron. So I would like to start a movement to have stouts um, deemed a superfood. Uh, you know, I think it's only, only, only fair. Any reason to get into Guinness? They're also a lot lower calories, uh, Kinger, as well. So not only do they have good things in them, they have less of the bad things. And for myself, uh, stout is a perfect full-bodied food like steak. Because they are caramelized and roasted flavors that match perfectly with the char on meat. It's interesting. I, like I don't know what I what I enjoy Guinness and food along like at the same time. I kind of feel like I'd have one or the other. Guinness kind of is its own meal, isn't it? People say that. Mm. Yeah. 
yeah, I'd be I'd be along those lines if I had a couple of pints of Guinness. The last thing I want is a big heavy dinner after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially after trying the sours last week. I I think I've tried one or two since last week, and the more I try them, the more I see them as like the best food complement in the craft beer range. You know. For sure. Uh, Walsh, are you seeing that as a win then that Mark went from being a, a sour virgin to being a, a sour expert? Oh, I've already drawn a W up on my wall here behind me. I'm a sour hoe now, Kinger. <laughs> Walsh is my sour pimp. That sour cherry is well and truly popped, Mark, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so Kinger, I just wanted to debunk one thing. Um, little debunky fact here. Uh, so Guinness is, um, you know, obviously the the biggest stout in the world and it's typically irish and we all know the the spiel they feed us about their nine thousand year uh, lease they have on james's gate even to the point of in 2018 2019 they ran ads and i think the catchphrase is like oh we've we've uh, we're a hundred years into a nine thousand year lease and we're not going anywhere well you know what bullshit guinness as much as i love you i'm calling you on it you bought your brewery in 2000 you've owned it for nearly 20 years it's time to stop feeding people lies so my thoughts on this are, as a startup podcast in our third episode, do we want to take on someone like Guinness or... I got would it. like to point out this is all Mark's opinion and I am not including <laughs> myself under any of this negative hate he has for everybody, apparently. Ah, uh, Walsy, forget about it. They're going to tear us all with the one brush, I'm afraid. <laughs> Nally, you're the man who chose our stouts for us this week, seeing as you're such a massive stout fan. Um... Do you want to tell us what, what you've picked for us and what one we're opening up first? Yeah, so the two stouts we've got this week is uh, Millionaire by the Wild Beer Company and then we have Broken Dreams by Siren. So I said, uh, I've tried Millionaire a couple of times myself, so I said we'd go with that one first and we'd leave the other one as a surprise for all of us, I suppose. Okay, lads, crack them open. I actually asked you during the week, Nelly, just um, in preparation, like you, like you, I, because I know that stouts kind of can sometimes do a little bit better, more at room temperature. So I had these in the fridge all day today, but I took them out about an hour and a half ago. Well, they're still pretty cold, but I'm assuming straight from the fridge isn't ideal. Is that right? Well, it depends. So certain stouts will do better at room temperature. So if you have something like a barrel-aged stout, um, when it's cold, you might get the full the full aromas or the full flavor of it. Um, if it heats up, it tends to release those aromas more and make it easier to get get at them. Just might it might. You know, it can change the taste over the course of the beer if you if you have it starting off when it's really cold, and as it heats up, it can change okay. change the flavor slightly. So the Wild Beer Company Millionaire, this is a salted caramel and chocolate and milk stout. There's an awful lot going on there before I even <laughs> taste it, right? Yeah, there really yeah. is a lot. All right. Yeah, there's a good bit to it. So the term milk stout comes from the fact that they add lactose into it. So lactose is it's it's the sugar that's found in milk, Um it gives it kind of a sweeter flavor. Um, Wild Bear Company, they're based in England. What they do is they, they tend to do a lot of wild fermentation or mixed barrel fermentation as well. So you get some stranger notes as opposed to it being just flat uh, from the normal yeast. You get these kind of wild yeast in there that give it these extra notes and extra flavors. Okay, uh, Kinger, just to start with the color then, like I guess like most stouts, it's just black. I don't think we're going to be seeing that in too unusual a color tonight. So it's one thing you can say in comparison to the sours, you're not going to get some big, bright, uh, pink drink in any of the stouts. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, very fair point. I think the only time you really see any difference in stouts is uh, the head. 
the head retention. So sometimes on a on a stout, you might see the head last a good bit longer, and it can range kind of anywhere from white to dark brown, and that's that's the only time you see any real color difference in stouts. They're just you know they're black. Sometimes you might get one that's a, it's a really 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 dark brown, <laughs> but it's not quite black. This one has a bit of a brownie tint to it, and it's also like less thick mm. than say your normal Guinness head. I think the you know the Guinness head has that kind of it almost looks impenetrable when it's not broken. This is kind of like if you swirl your glass a little bit, it breaks up and it moves around quite a bit. It tastes an awful lot better than I was expecting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, um, oh. There's a lot of sweetness in there, which I find very strange for a stout. You can almost kind of taste the milky notes off of it, can't you, Kinger? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got that kind of sweetness to it. And um, I suppose when people think of stouts, they kind of tend to think of that kind of roastier, more coffee-like flavor. But that's the thing with milk, milk stouts. You can get that sweetness out of it. So there's other stouts out there there's, that are nearly dessert stouts. So I had one a while ago. It was, uh, it was Lucky Charms flavored stout. Uh, it, was a, it was a bit mental. Chucky Larms, that one. Chucky Larms, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lock Gill Brewing make it. It's, it's good people, though. It was a nice beer. Um, yeah, it was sweet, but it was nice beer, so it was. The more I kind of try this, like the salted caramel is kind of coming through very faintly, but for some reason I kind of expected it to be, you know, a bit more overpowering with the salted caramel flavor. And I guess that's coming from like craft beers where if it says like milkshake, it tastes like a milkshake. But I guess with stouts, it, you know, or maybe just this stout, it's not as, um, it's not as defined. Like there's a hint of it there, but it's, I don't know, does anyone else kind of feel it's a bit of a weak caramelly taste? Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. Uh, I will say for myself, anyway, I have a strong bias towards anything salted caramel, and I'd be fairly new enough to stouts, and anything, any of the salted caramel stouts I've tried, I'm huge fans of. I'm not a fan of, like, mixing savoury and sweet. Like, I hate it. So that's why I was worried about this. But it is, it's a very subtle... I don't get the salty at all, I and I know it, like it's not going to be like sea salt or anything, but like there's definitely a lot more sweetness to this than I was expecting. I I, I was kind of expecting a bitter kind of a, an, a a bitter aftertaste, but it's 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 actually quite nice. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, the reason I'm a fan of this is because they they're more restrained with, like you're saying, Mark, with some of the other craft beers, you get the flavor that they say it's right there in your face. But I think I like this a good bit because it it's more restrained with the salted caramel, so it is it doesn't kick you straight in the face it's it's the sweetness and it's it's just there in the background more so than anything yeah i find it's growing on me uh the more i drink it and it's not too weird like it's it's pretty much a normal kind of stout or porter goes down very easily like i could imagine myself drinking a, a rake of ease of a night yeah and and this time let's hope you don't do a flip-flop like you did on poor Walshy last week and just you know if it grows on you it actually grows on you this time <laughs> That was a big flip-flop. It wasn't just the Sours. I'd like to point out that it was also from week one with the Largers. He fairly flipped on them as well. <laughs> Especially the Hell is Larger. I think, what was it? He was, yeah, no, that's not bad. To, mm, this is fairly average. Uh, well, she, I think, I think, go listen to episode one again. Stop throwing shade for the sake of it. No evidence there in episode one. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure we have all the evidence. Um, okay, so lads, it's time to rate uh, our stout. So it's time to rate the Wild Beer Company Millionaire Stout. What? Um, of course, we have our rating system goes one to five. Um, so it goes unbearable. It goes booze, beer, brutal, 
and unbelievable, Jeff. Where where are we where are we sitting with this one? I really like a kinger. Um, the salted caramel, as Ali says, is nice and subtle, so it's got a nice taste, but it's not overpowering, which I think with with stouts is a big thing. So I'd land this down on a, a solid brutal for me. Yeah, so I'll jump in there, and um, I know I've said I've had it a few times before, and it's it's a solid brutal for me. Solid four out of five brutal. Yeah, I and I don't necessarily disagree. Uh... And I, the way, especially myself and Mark rate beers, he rates all his beers on just that. I drink them all the same way. The process. The, yeah, process. the process. Yeah, yeah, we all know about the process. Whereas myself, I kind of <laughs> look at them in what they are. Like the sours, I rated them on a, on a sour basis. As like, as a sour, I would rate it this. As a lager, as a stout and all this kind of stuff. And as stouts go, I would I would have this up there at a at a brutal in comparison. I've had, there's one or two solid caramels I've had that I think are nicer, but in comparison, yeah, yeah, no, I can't I can't disagree with a brutal. So the big one then comes back to Kinger, who is the you know most apprehensive going into this, and I, I'm really intrigued to find out what your thoughts are on this, right? Yeah. So surprisingly, I uh, I was worried that I was going to compare everything to Guinness, and I have to say, like it's it's not nicer, but it's definitely up there. Like it's, um, I like it. I was kind of hovering between beer and brutal, but uh, like I have to agree, it's it's quite a brutal beer. It's it's good. It's it's very good. Yeah, it's tasty. Get in, come on. <laughs> beer. No, I will say this actually. This isn't this is this isn't a competition, by the way, about like you know who can get the more brutal beers or whatever. It's just a rating system. <laughs> I I I know it's not Kinger, but like. It is. It really is. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry so that you feel that way, Walshie, especially how much I shot on your sours last week. You're obviously not doing too well in this competition. That was after you said you loved them and then hated them like <laughs> 10 seconds later. Hey, I'm just surprised I didn't eat sock last week. For anyone who didn't listen to episode two, please go back and listen to how I was surprised I didn't put a sock in my mouth. <laughs> all in all, that looks like it's a... Uh solid four out of five solid brutal beer and um with that i'm gonna claim that as a win (laughs) everyone follow us on untapped crafty underscore crew underscore podcast to follow all our beer ratings i think it's fairly it's actually fairly uh unbelievable that it's so early in the in the life of the podcast that we've all kind of had a fairly across the board consensus about a beer like that's it'll be rare i think for me with stouts um because so much of a stout is kind of that creaminess, the slightly more viscous feel of it to a beer. You're changing a lot less with the taste being changed uh, from style to style, you know. And I think with beers, they kind of go all over the place. So there's more kind of subjectivity with them. But for me, I think stouts are a bit more solid in what you're getting. Uh, and I think it's like you can have bad stouts, good stouts, middle of the road stouts. But I think, you know, it, it's less variable than beers. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think it's, you know, the beers with all the different hops you can get and the different combinations tend to jump around that bit more than um, stouts. I will say, when you get to the end of this, so I know you were talking about the salted caramel being more restrained. It does have a good kick just at the end of the glass. There's that bit of, it's a bit sweeter. and You kind of get the salted caramel a little bit more. I have like an inch left in the in the bottom of the glass and it's, it is definitely, it's it, it's more noticeable to be fair. You've, you've what left, Kinger? Nope, I'm not going there. <laughs> nope. 
Everybody, Kinger's made it this far without his first innuendo. Well done, Kinger. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a proud moment. Uh, okay, so um, instead of asking you a question right now, uh, I found something on uh, Facebook today, and I wanted to just get your, not opinion, but I wanted to know, had you tried any of these beers? So, um, the Independent Craft Brewers of Ireland um, released the winners of their Beer of the Year for 2021, and I was just interested to see, so they have a gold, a silver, and a bronze. So, uh, gold went to Porterhouse Brew Company for their um, uh, round-the-clock Imperial Stout. Um, then silver was picked up by Lineman for their Astral Grain Stout. And then Kinnegar for their Thumper Double IPA picked up the Bronze Award. Just, have you had any of these beers and uh, any thoughts on them? I've had the uh, the Porterhouse and the Kinnegar. I have to say, well-deserved from the Kinnegar. I would have I put it maybe above the Porterhouse, certainly, but... Um, I know Porterhouse is a, it's a kind of old purveyor of craft brews in Dublin City. They've got three locations, four maybe actually. They kind of brewed their own in-house stuff for years and years, uh, paired it with food. And for a while there, it did kind of all go downhill a little bit with them. But they seem to, in the last three or four years, have picked it back up to a really good standard. And uh, I think it's it's a well-deserved award. But I think for me, the Kimmigar is a bit nicer, so... They did well. Good, probably got some good marketing to get that gold medal. I could say I would not be a huge amount of help on this because I have not tried any of the three. I'm not a big <laughs> uh, Dipper fan, and I'm still fairly new to stouts. Uh, so them two and the Porterhouse, I've only tried their IPAs, their Session, and their New England. So I'm not going to have much input here. Yeah, me uh, myself, I've only tried the uh, Kinnegar Thumper. Uh, it was good. It's a nice, it's a nice IPA. So it is. Um, yeah, it works well. Works well as a step up from the big bunny that they have, which is an unbelievable IPA. So it is. It's just a great beer. Um, but Thumper is a really good double IPA. Just a, a really nice step up from it, as opposed to the other two. I haven't had them, so I can't, I can't tell you about them. <laughs> yeah, Thumper is the only one that I've had myself. I had it over, over Christmas, and it blew my socks off. Like it's unbelievable. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely beer. Um, the the actual actually the way they the way they did the competition was independent brewers sent in um, unmarked and unidentified um, batches of their beer and then they were sent out to everyone else who sent in their own beers and everyone was given the same score sheet so it was kind of judged by your peers by the peers of the beer community which I think is a great way to do it because you're 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 kind of earning great kind of props from your from your um, cohorts yeah it's a brilliant way to do it and if people are anonymously writing beers you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be too biased about things, but uh, I think the best way of writing beers is the five tier system developed by the Crafty Crew podcast. <laughs> and I would just like to point out if anyone does want to have their beer rated and wants to send it in anonymously, you know, you can get in touch on Facebook <laughs> and send out four cans, and we'll we'll give it a go. Just you know, we'll be nice. To you. We'll, we'll absolutely give it a go. Give it a go. <laughs> and if you're a brewery sending it, you better send a crate just so we really thoroughly uh, examine and don't get it wrong, you know. <laughs> Just to be sure. <laughs> right, Nally, uh, it's time for our beer of the week number two. Uh, introduce us, please. Yeah, so this beer is Broken Dreams by Siren. They're another brewery from over in England. Um, this is a breakfast stout, so it says, uh, with coffee and chocolate. It comes in at 6.5%, so it's, you know, packs a bit of a punch there. Um, haven't had this That's one before. Enough, isn't it? Yeah, haven't had this one before now, so I'm really looking forward to trying it. Oh, uh, let's crack them open and see how it goes. Nally, just as you go, I have a question. What exactly makes it a 
breakfast stout. Like, I mean, is there fucking rashers and sausages in it or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's the rasher and sausage combination that makes it the breakfast. I yeah. haven't a clue, watch it, to tell you the truth. Um, okay. Some of them, some of the different styles of stouts, I know kind of what the reasoning is behind it. I'm not sure on a breakfast stout. It's the first time I've heard of it myself. Does anyone else kind of see the colour as you're pouring it? It's a bit different. It's a bit kind of browner. Yeah, I yeah I was gonna say it was there was like almost like a ruby tint of it as I was pouring it, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of what I see. Uh, Nally, quick question for you. Uh, earlier, you mentioned that adjuncts would be added into different uh, stouts to add flavor and stuff. So, say with our wild beer, that's a salted caramel chocolate milk stout. You know, kind of doesn't it set in the tin? You're obviously adding those flavors. How do they add broken dreams as a flavor? So I think. It's based in the UK. I reckon probably everyone who voted against Brexit, they used their tears as the water for brewing this can. Oh, topical. I'd expect it to be fairly salty then. <laughs> I was going to say there how the ad broken dreams. It's like, yeah, talk to, give your opinion to Mark for 10 minutes and he'll fairly, fairly break your dreams up. <laughs> if you're that upset with me, Walshie, and you've never actually told me any of your actual dreams, I just don't, just don't tell me. <laughs> yeah so um like you're saying when you're pouring it out it is a bit of a different color it's not as uh as tarry nearly it's not nearly as cold black there is a bit of a brown or almost ruby like you were saying king or to it it also holds the head a lot more than the wild bear company i find there's a stronger smell initially than the millionaire as well yeah i certainly get that and i'm getting a real coffee kind of taste off of it first kind of sip few, few sips yeah so the the wild the millionaire one was uh 4.7 just in case we didn't mention it at the time but it's that little bit less percentage and you can certainly smell the difference with this one broken dreams in terms of mouthfeel not something we talked about with the uh the wild beer one but you know it was it was kind of just plain this is quite a, a thick mouthfeel it lingers on the tongue and the cheeks you know, it's got a real caramelly kind of, kind of feel to it. It sticks around like well after you've had a drink, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely get that. The more I drink of it, it's so strong. Like it is a really strong flavor off of this. I think uh, that mouthfeel that you're talking about as well, it sticks around a lot longer. But as it goes away, it's only then really that you get the kind of more chocolatey or coffee notes coming out. It kind of hits you when the beer is gone after a few seconds. Yeah, for me, it's like, it's a bit of a weird combination, the coffee-chocolate, like, I, I don't know if these two flavours in this particular instance work for me, that I can see why they, when they might, but I'm kind of not too keen on this one. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I'm not a coffee man at all, I'm not a big fan of it, and the coffee taste off of this is really putting me off. I'll finish the can because, you know, that's what you do. But I'm struggling with that, that coffee. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead with this and I'll just say, like, coffee, I, I love coffee, drink a lot of it, but the, the smell and the taste is almost overpowering with this. Uh, whereas we were complimenting Millionaire's, um, the Millionaire Stout from the Wild Beer Company for its subtlety and how you still got a nice taste, but without that overpoweringness. When you do get an overpowered stout like this, it isn't very nice. It's off-putting. So... I'll just jump in there real quick and say that I'm really liking it. 
I'm really liking it. I'm really enjoying it. First time trying it. I'm, I'm I'm a fan of this, so I am. That's a nice. That's a really nice stout to me. Um, the coffee is, it's it's there and it's up front, but it's it's nice. Um, chocolate's just there at the back. It brings a kind of sweetness to it, but I I'm really enjoying it. So I am. Where are you landing on this kinger? Um, I don't. I don't like the coffees. I like are kind of cappuccinos, mochas, lattes. Like there has to be some kind of a sweetness to it. It's a very overpowering coffee taste. I even when I cracked the can, the first thing I got was a bang of coffee. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think like after like the aftertaste is definitely there's more chocolate than there is coffee. It's the initial taste of coffee that kind of would probably put me off having it long term of a night. I'd have one or two maybe. But um Even the even the chocolatey sweetness you get, as Nally said, as the it leaves your mouth it's still a coffee mm. taste the whole way through oh yeah and for me like if it was more subtle it could be very nice but as somebody who even though i do like coffee like i'll drink espressos americanos whatever i like the coffee flavor this is still too much i think for a stout it needs to be more subtle i think one point to add is the fact that it is 6.5 percent as well uh you can taste that nearly like it is it feels like it has that much alcohol in it. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I don't think it hides the percentage, but I don't think it, it has to either. I think it helps it with this because it nearly cuts through some of the coffee flavor. I think it was a lower percentage. You might even get more of that coffee flavor hitting you, whereas the alcohol kind of balances it out a bit for me. That's that's how I feel about it. Anyway. If that's what's happening, Ali, I think they need to add another 6.7% in just to even that out a bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I think everyone should try it. It should be a a new, a new system for people. Just double the percentage of alcohol when people says it doesn't taste good. But because through that system, if you have a four or five, you won't care if it tastes good or not. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like this is going to be a slightly more contentious rating um, than uh, our previous uh, stout. So. Um, Let's see, Nally, I'll let you start it off because I feel like it was fairly positive. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's fairly positive. It's, yeah, it's a good beer. I'm enjoying it, but it's certainly not five. It's not own beer leaveable. I think it's in there at about just beer. I think just beer leaning towards brutal. Um, but I, I can see why, you know, if you're not a big fan of coffee or if, if you think it's a little bit overpowering, I get that how you could rate it lower. But to me, it's, it's edging towards brutal, but I'm happy to give it just beer. Booze. This is a booze for me. No, not very nice. Oh. We're going to slam it down on a booze. It's too overpowered. And that coffee flavor coming through is ruining it. And, you know, it's a 6.7% beer. Like, this is something that you're going out in the sesh, you're going to be wanting to target. Like, that's the ABV for, that's value for money. But the coffee taste, way too strong. Sorry, I have to go with a booze. Something magical is about to happen right here, lads. No way. Two times in one episode. I am 100% behind Mark on that. What? Um, yeah, it's... Get in! It's, it's it's too much. It's, there's... Like, even the millionaire... Yeah, I'd, I'd have a couple of cans of that, as, and, as in someone that's not a big stout man. Uh, that, I don't know. I'll finish the can, and I'm like, I'm delighted. It's only a 330 mil can. If that was a full 440 or 500 mil can, I, I wouldn't be finishing. I'd be giving the rest of the can to one of the lads I live with or something there's just no way I'd finish it 
Um, yeah, it's definitely lower than a beer. It's definitely lower than a beer for me. I, I feel like booze is harsh. Like, I, I, like, I'm landing kind of between the two again. It's not like a decisive two or three for me, but it's definitely the wrong side of beer. When the most optimistic beer drinker in Ireland is saying you're you're down there, you know, that's a bad, bad <laughs> sign. Yeah, the- yeah, just a bit of background on this. Mark says that my ratings on the tapped are just like outlandishly uh, generous, but I, I just drink good beers. I think that's the, you just, you can't, you can't train taste. You know what I mean? Kinger, you have rated beers like four before and then told me, ah, yeah, I probably won't have that again, though. Kinger's untapped is is the highest percentage of fives I've seen in any untapped. He's not even getting paid to give them fives. I just, if I enjoy them, I enjoy them. It's as simple as that. It's fair enough. Can't can't, can't Uh, take that out of you too much, Kinger. I mean, if you're a big fan of them, big fan. Okay, guys, so let's uh, let's leave off Kinger again. He's got his his, uh, just desserts for this episode. (laughs) Um, I think we'll wrap it up then because I think with three to one, Ali, I think you're you're losing this vote. I think it's going to go down as a booze, maybe. Booze, booze, booze. Yeah, that's fair enough. I I have no arguments with it. Like I said, I haven't really tried it before, so you know it's just beer to me. But I'm I completely understand how you could put it down as a booze, and Crafty Crew Podcast is down as a booze. You have to boo it as well now, Ali. Let's hear it. Oh, he did it. He committed. That hurt. Fair play. That, I, yeah, that, that hurt him. I could feel that the pain him. behind that. There's no pain, <laughs> no pain here, lads. That's fine by me. I, I was invested in the millionaire, which that got a brutal. So I'm already happy out with this episode. <laughs> I feel like that's a dig. I feel like that was a dig and I don't appreciate it. <clears throat> well, I mean, you shouldn't have brought it up if you weren't able to take it back. <laughs> Right, lads, just before we uh, finish up this week's episode, I wanted to ask you a quick question, right? Um, it's a bit of a silly one. If you had a chance to have one of your favourite craft beers with any known person, celebrity, living or dead, who's the person and what's the beer? Damn, Kinger. I may as well start you off, right? Because there's <laughs> yeah. no point in me hanging out. I may as well, because I've, 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 I've thought about it. I would probably have... <sighs> I probably have some type of a double IPA. Let's not name a particular beer. Let's just say a style. I'd have a double IPA, and I'd probably have it with uh, probably Travis Barker. And if nobody knows who he is, he's the drummer from Blink-182, uh, massive idol of mine, and he's just he's cool. And I feel like it'd be a cool kind of a um, uh, a cool style of beer to have with him. So that's my reasoning. <sighs> The lads are looking at me here and they're like, they don't know. They don't know what style to pick. They don't know who to pick. They're all over the place. You, <laughs> Such a stupid question as well. You've stumped us with this one, Kinger. You really have. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've thrown this out there. It's, I, I, it's a little unfair. Kinger's had time to prep and he's, you know, he's he's all mm. ready for this. This is, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go next. I'll have a guess. I'll have a go. Um, I would pick something highly alcoholic for this for the crack like i don't know like a barrel aged stout probably or something yeah a russian imperial stout a good barrel aged russian imperial stout by nine point something percent and uh i don't know maybe maybe with someone like uh carl sagan or neil degrasse tyson i can only imagine how much they would like they blow my mind already i can only imagine how melted my brain would be if they were talking about space while i was locked <laughs> <laughs> that's a good shout 
Um, I don't. I'm kind of torn with this one, but uh, I think I'd have a nice creamy pint of stout in a nice old Irish pub in front of a fire, and I'd bring Will Ferrell because I think not only to have a pint with him. But if you've seen any of his movies, like in Other Guys, where he does that stupid Irish song in the bar, um, I, I just think he's funny. I think it would be just not. It wouldn't just be good for me. It'd be good for everyone else there. I would like to point out. I would love to see that be there and have a rendition with him and John C. Riley of Boats and Hoes. Oh, well, and, <laughs> but in like a Kaylee Shan Nose kind of style, you know? Ah, t- t- like yeah. They can do what they want. They can sing it in French for all I care. I'm really glad, Mark, that you were thinking of others. I mean, this podcast episode really has a lot of firsts. Walshie agreeing with you twice, you thinking of others. It's a good show. So, <laughs> so I um, see, I struggle with this because I don't know the particular beer, but there is a few like celebrities and all kind of stuff I'd love to. One of my favorite actors, and probably my favorite, Denzel Washington, like you take Zach Galifianakis, Will Farrell, even going back to football. Do you know, uh, a Roy Keane, do you know, Eric Cantona, George Best if he was still alive. And I'd want to do a full day session with them. So just a standard IPA. That's just an all day or thing. Oh, I hate to shit on her, uh, her good vibes while she, but come on. The question was one style of beer, which in fairness you've answered with one person. You can't just list off 20 people alive and dead <laughs> as the answer to the question. Me and Nally really struggled. We to... all picked one person. Yeah, me and Nally really struggled to give a good answer there. And you just copped out of it. You even mentioned the person I picked. Pick your own fucking person. I'd just like to retract my previous can... statement, Mark. I think that's very fair. You have stopped caring about others. And it's good to see you walking back <laughs> on normal terms again. Normality has been restored, and I'm really happy with that. Right. Since I am not allowed, I had mentioned four or five different people. I think from watching his stand-up specials, I would love to go on a session work with Pert Kreisinger. And like I said, a standard, like an IPA, a nice solid four, four and a half, five percent IPA, and just absolutely go at it all day. And if you've ever listened to him, he has some fantastic stories about the machine. And that's a story that I'd love to be involved in. That's that's a fair, that's a really Perfect. good shout, to be fair. We finally got there, Walshy, in the end. Yeah, and, and it was a great <laughs> answer, Mark. Thank you for putting me in the right track. In, in case this gets into the edit, we were a long time there between <laughs> King are asking that question and these answers all being said and recorded. <laughs> There was a lot of silence cut out of uh, this uh, this session. That just about wraps up this week's episode on uh, stouts on the Crafty Crew podcast. That the taste of broken dream, Siren's broken dream, is still it's still there. Like that's that's a serious aftertaste. I have to say. Do we need to call mid doc for you, King, or are you okay? (laughs) No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I think I know where they've gotten the name from now at this stage, Kinger. (laughs) <laughs> it's broken many a dreams uh, hit us up on YouTube at Crafty Crew Podcast Facebook at Crafty Crew Podcast and on Untapped Crafty underscore crew underscore podcast um, next week we are looking at tropical IPAs so we have well Mark has selected um, Brewdog's Elvis Juice and Hopfully's Graciosa so uh, I'm looking forward to them so it's a goodbye from Walshy oh are we saying goodbye yeah, well, she's not allowed to say goodbye. He's stuck with that now. Oh, it's no, the best, man. Bullshit, It's lad. the best. It's fantastic. It's the best. <sighs>
No, watch it's not even fast. my fault. Uh, it is your uh, fault. You best. said it. It's not my fault. <laughs> uh, it's goodbye from Mark. Goodbye. Goodbye from Nally. Good luck. And a goodbye from myself, Kinger. Chat next week. Bye-bye.